Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. As you know, it is Women's History Month, so we are bad and busy all month with some incredible women telling their stories, showing you why they run shit. You need to listen to them. I'm Armand Sadler. As you recall from last week, I am not the Introdiso Poppy. I am not the founder of Bald Nigga Ballers. I'm actually the Ronda Rousey of rhetoric, the Lisa Leslie of language, the Janet Jackson of journalism, and the Pam Greer of podcasting. Now, normally, my co-host, my brother, my friend, Nick Early would introduce himself. However, he is busy. He's uh, on a tip-top secret mission. But if he was here, he would probably say that he is feeling blessed, melanated, hydrated, highly favored, and he is the kombucha king that makes your heart sing. However, I'm holding it down alone, and we're going to be just fine. So a couple shout-outs. Of course, as I said, it is Women's History Month, bad and busy. So feel free to DM or email us any amazing women or women-owned businesses, companies, brands that you would like to highlight. Thank you to Ebony Neos for joining us last week, uh, Miss 2B's uh, incredible episode with her. Make sure you tap into 2B's TV and everything that she is doing. Also, tune into all of our busy sessions and YouTube shorts. Episode 5 featuring Law is still available. Her performance and her interview. Congrats to Law. She just put out her debut EP, Vent. So uh, that was dope. Make sure you tap into that. Stream it on all your DSPs. We got, of course, shout out our executive board, Kieran Hurley, our VP of everything the man you cannot see, but you can feel, and also our new team member, Siobhanda Shields, VP of engagement, and Aaliyah Simone, VP of data and analytics. Women's History Month Bad and Busy is brought to you by Hot Tea Company, a black women-owned premium loose-leaf tea and accessories brand based in Atlanta, Georgia. As you can see, our table is adorned with all of these great things. Our guest actually helped us out with that. She's amazing. We'll get into her a little later, but... Visit SipHotTea.com. Hot is spelled H-A-U-T-E, not H-O-T, H-A-U-T-E. And uh, join their newsletter, a.k.a. The Community. Um, Subscribe to get special offers, extra savings, and to stay up to date on the hottest tea. Use promo code BUSY to enjoy 15% off of your first purchase. And most importantly, follow them at SipHotTea on Twitter and Instagram. As I said, I have an incredible guest for you. So uh, this week's guest, we followed each other on uh, social media for a little while, but we had the pleasure of finally meeting at Conway's birthday and release party a few weeks back. Truthfully, this woman deserves her own party for everything that she has done in the music game. Upon graduating from Boston University, she has risen up the ranks of 300 Entertainment and YSL Records, starting as a digital marketing and creative intern, becoming digital marketing coordinator, and she is now the creative marketing manager. Her resume before all of this was pretty, pretty amazing, too. Now, if you have the pleasure of following her on Instagram like me, you've seen the great outfits 
and the photography. She's taken her keen eye and love for capturing images a step further with the recent opening of After Dark Room, where any prop stylist can go to hashtag link and hashtag build. With all of this, it should come as no shock that she, too, was a panelist on Amethyst Collab's music marketing panel back in January alongside Stay Busy alumna Junae Brown and moderated by Stay Busy alumna Olivia Hope. Here to talk about everything marketing, music, and how women are so crucial to the game. Welcome, my friend. The lovely Tamara May. How are you? Welcome. Oh my god, that was the mo- that was the best intro I've ever heard. I'm I'm trying not to shed a tear right now. Aww. It's my first time on camera, but I'm just so happy to be here, and I don't think it could have been any better. Like, Amazing. I'm so grateful. Good, good. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you. Of course, came. thank you for having this me. It's gonna be fun. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Thank you for asking. You know, sometimes I ask guests how they are, they just answer, and they don't ask me back, and I don't expect it. But it's nice when it's nice to get asked. It's good Listen, to get it's checked all about in on. The energy, because I got to make sure if I'm good, are you good? Yes. Like, yeah. 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 And now that we're both good, we're going to have an amazing (laughs) podcast. So, of course, thank all of our listeners tabbing back in as well. Whether you like Best Friend or Hookah, Nelly or Luda, Pepper Jack or Gouda, and Attending Office Hours or Getting a Side Tutor. Now, you have to answer these. Best Friend or Hookah? Thug songs. Thug songs. Best Friend. Okay. That, that was quick. That was like, it was like, like it's was, not even a question. There was no thought. There's just, a Tiger feature on Hookah, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tiger don't one. do it for you? Mm-mm, that's the one. Uh, but not even his prime 2012 era, all those mixtapes, Rack City, Rack I always City. respect it. Always respect it. Mm-hmm. I always understand. I can't not. I can't deny it, yeah. but personally, when it comes to like my preference in music, mm-hmm. best friend, any day, okay. literally. That was like, that was one of the songs where it's like, it kind of sparked the the young thug fever in honestly me, yeah i was like okay wow like what do i want to do with the rest of my life i gotta find a way to to have this be a part of it mm. um but best friend okay. is definitely the answer all right all right i respect that i respect that nelly or ludicrous nelly 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 um, i think i'm a nelly guy too nelly i think that's just what i honestly it's just what i listened to more when yeah. i was younger i'm not like the biggest nelly fan now right. or like up to date but nelly has those like songs like over and over like come on yeah like, it's just, there's those songs that I think we're we're really really big in my childhood that mm-hmm. hadn't kind of stuck with me today, but that's that's my answer for that one. Okay, Pepper Jack or Gouda? <sighs> Neither. Okay, I'm not really a cheese person. Wow. If I had to choose, though, I know it's not an option, but I probably do like Parmesan. Parmesan, all right. Or right. or Gruyere. I like Gruyere because I was like I make a really good French onion soup. Oh, do you? you need it? I do. Good to know. You need a really good Gruyere for it. So all right, Gruyere all right. Or okay. And lastly, attending office hours with the professor or getting a side tutor. Neither. Neither. Yeah, unfortunately, like I have been to three colleges, mm-hmm. didn't attend office hours mm. or a tutor because just couldn't do it. So yeah, I would say I would. I guess I would if I had to choose one. I would probably say side tutor, and side yeah. tutor would be like one of my friends who helped me. Yeah, out. yeah. But, That's what I was thinking yeah. when I made the question. Like I don't know. For me, obviously the professor knows, but a professor will approach teaching you in a different way mm-hmm. than someone you're like who's your, your peer, your yeah. age, who like understands you more. Like it's always easier to receive something from a friend than mm-hmm. from an authority type figure. Exactly. So. It's just like because I, I really like to ask a lot of questions yeah. and like I know the teacher is like where you're supposed to ask the most questions, mm-hmm. but when I'm talking to a peer who knows things, it's just like oops. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just they made more sense for yeah. me. Yeah, no, I get that. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Let's jump into this chat. Um, a lot to talk about. So uh, this week, an article was put out by Craig Jenkins for Vulture. It was his review of Kanye West Donda 2, but it went beyond the music. It was more so addressing where Kanye is as a person. 
um, how he's kind of running on E, how he's giving us these very unfinished ideas. And, you know, a, a lot of what Craig put in the review were things that I've felt for a while. How did you feel like reading the article and just about Kanye in general, where he is now? So, I mean, I'm, I'm a Kanye fan. I've always been a Kanye fan. I definitely like understand the perspective where, you know, writers like Craig are coming from, yeah. especially because it really felt like he's coming. He's really explaining his perspective as like truly a fan and how Kanye's trajectory has expected affected his personal listening experience with that. Yeah. And I really do appreciate how he expressed that. And I do not disagree with him. Mm. However, it's just like, I think there's no standard anymore. Like mm. you can literally put out however music, however you want to. Yeah. And it's really up to the individual to take it how they want. Cause mm-hmm. it's like the way that I see it personally is like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, it's unfinished, but it's, this is it. This mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. Like that's, it's not going to be more finished. Like having it more finished, wouldn't be the same thing. At least mm. that's what I think. Like having that finish would be a different song. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Um, How have you felt about Kanye's like last few releases? Donda, Jesus is King. Yay. I like Donda. I think Donda's mm. really great. I think, I actually think it's a really beautiful piece of work. Mm. Um, Jesus is King. I didn't really get into it. Mm. Honestly, I, I should, I could honestly, I probably should listen to it again yeah. because my perspective and opinion has probably changed since mm-hmm. I last listened to it. Um, yay as well. I should mm. probably give it another listen. Yeah. Things kind of stopped. I, I stopped really, really, really paying attention to the music after Jesus. Right. Honestly. Wow. Sorry. After life of Pablo, Pablo. Yeah, yeah. after life of Pablo, Cause I also just think it's like a taste thing for me personally. Like that's right. just like kind of the music I preferred more, mm-hmm. but I saw Donda. I, I mean, I heard Donda and I was like, wow, this is really like, it felt really authentic and it also mm-hmm. felt very current at the same time. And yeah. there's really something for everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a great storyteller. So it's just mm-hmm. like really beautiful to listen to and just kind of compare and see what he said, you know, across not just like his interviews, but like the music has released and his features and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, that's why that that most recent song that dropped the easy with game or no. or city of gods with Fabio yeah and Alicia. that one that one it's a I don't know I'm still th- I'm honestly still processing my opinion on that song mm-hmm. I thought his verse was really good it's just like a weird combination mm-hmm. I guess Alicia on that hook with Fabio and yeah then yay like I think if it was just Fabio and yay I, I would be fine with it okay. but Alicia, I don't know if Alicia was necessarily needed there. Which is um, unfortunate. Yeah, because I, I love Alicia Keys. Of course. I've loved her my whole of life. Like, she was like my first crush. <laughs> like, I, I love her. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just I think, I think I'm think i still a, little, a bit scarred from Empire State of Mind and mm. how often we heard that. It's like, I don't need Alicia on that really big hook anymore That's what like, it was. in 2022. Like one New York City hook. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I respect that. The, the, there's stuff on Donda I really like. I, lo- I love Hurricane mm-hmm. with uh, Weekend and Lil Baby. 24 is obviously really great. Um, of course, um, Off the Grid with mm-hmm. 5EO. There's, there's good songs on it. I felt like it was a little too self-indulgent, like mm-hmm. too long. And that's a, that's a critique you can use for most albums these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were other things that like – the album was very much so made for performance, mm-hmm. like for a stadium. But as listening to it like in my car or in my headphones, it, like some stuff I, I, I could do without. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely agree that there's something for everyone there. Yeah. And so, some people really love it. Some people are like, yeah. Yeah. This song, I feel like the songs are also so like mood based. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like I, my favorite song changes depending on how I'm feeling mm-hmm. when it comes to Donda as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, hmm. Like, yeah. That's why I really like, I got to get better about listening to the same album, like mm-hmm. in different times of my life in different times of yeah. like what I'm going through because mm-hmm. I'm really a big believer on like, it's okay if your mind changes. Like yes. I might say something 
something that I might not particularly like today, mm-hmm. but I might like it again in a couple of months or a couple of years, whatever. Like yeah. I'm so fine with that. People are, are very afraid to like change their minds mm-hmm. because other people will hold it against you. Like, oh, yeah. but, but you felt this way mm-hmm. that year. And it's like, well, yeah, but smart people change their minds. Like yeah. you have a new experience, you learn something new, you change your opinion. Like that's okay. It's, it's not wrong. There's Music, nothing more valuable than perspective. Yeah, like, that's what you, you were saying earlier. Exactly. Like it's, it's so true. So I agree. There was one quote here from, um, uh, Craig's article that I, I just wanted to read to you all because it like it was powerful. So he says it can't be easy navigating bipolar disorder in the middle of a high profile celebrity divorce when your private mental health has been the subject of much intense speculation. But it is unfair to try to pin his flaws on a diagnosis while attributing his triumphs to business acumen. It demonizes mental illness by implying that irritable behavior like targeted Internet harassment is merely a natural manifestation of the disorder and not a cho- choice made an agency. Ye isn't wrong to want to have a say in the way he is seen by others but what he really wants is the freedom to say what he likes without being called to the floor for it the negative headlines would stop the moment the negative behavior did yay could flex that power today and that's something that i've really felt for a while you know i'm a huge mental health advocate um but i've noticed recently the trendiness of mental health has made it a defense mechanism for people where they they'll wild out they'll do anything crazy and then when they get called out for it or held to the fire for it they're like oh i'm I'm going through things and it's okay to go through things but like certain behaviors you can't do to people and be like you know people just let it go because you're claiming you know mental health stuff like i I, because there are people who really go through things like actual problems and it really impacts their Mm -hmm. behavior and i i do think kanye west definitely has you know some some issues himself but I don't know. For me, it's just kind of gotten to a point like his, his fans, his like super fans, for example, it's like no matter what he does, oh, he's a genius. He's a genius. He, he's incredible, blah, 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 all that. And then the moment he does something that's like too fucked up to the point where, where we're like, yo, that's wild. They're like, oh, but he's going through things like it's 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 it's, it's kind of lame. It's, mm-hmm. That that's that's something that I really, really take issue with as someone who values mental health. And, has, you know, like I really value my own. I really go use a lot of different resources for it so um that quote that quote by craig really Mm -hmm. really stuck with me um and i I appreciate that honesty because i've been trying to i've been trying to find the words to say it and you don't want to look like an asshole by making a blanket mental health statement Mm because you don't know what individuals go through everyone has kind of different issues there um how how did you feel about the the quote and all that i mean i think he's he's very articulate i think he yeah. said exactly what he meant to say and he kind of give you the variance of like yeah. what it could mean to mm-hmm. which i appreciated but i think i don't know i mean at the end of the day i'm not kanye west i'm not just i'm not in his brain yeah um the the scope and well, not scope the scale and mm-hmm. like the grand grandeur of his just life mm-hmm. i can i i feel like it's not to that's the thing it's a spectrum all that stuff but his mm-hmm. his What's, I don't even know the proper verge, verbiage to use. Um, it's really just like such on a different God level scale <laughs> of right. like the shit that's happening in his mm-hmm. life. And this is like the outburst. At least this is what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nothing right. about his life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's. I'm I'm honestly still thinking about the quote because, you know, as somebody who also really values mental health, mm-hmm. I, I go out of my way to make sure that mental health maintenance is something that I implement in my daily life, not yeah. just like crisis mode type yeah. shit. Like I make sure that, okay, like crises are going to happen regardless. Like mm-hmm. let me make sure like I'm good mentally to yes. approach it when it happens. And so like for an artist like Kanye, who is so vocal about like his struggles, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I haven't been tapped in enough. Like I guess I would also like to hear about it 
being okay to live with and like that this yeah. like the out the outbursts are like they're just they're gonna be they're gonna happen regardless but mm-hmm. because there's so many people like who are watching him yeah that's what that's when the negative headlines mm-hmm. come up like yeah. it doesn't matter like if you do like those the things that are going to trigger negative headlines are going to happen whether or not the headlines are being written it's that's what true. i think yeah and so yeah i think it's just about like mental health maintenance and whatever he feels comfortable with mm-hmm. Yeah, social media, the the hyperactivity mm. of it, the fact that we learn everything. We're presented so much information, more than we probably should take in right? on a daily basis. It sensationalizes these things. Absolutely. Like, things that wouldn't be stories are, are stories. Like, this person unfollowed this person on Instagram. Who cares? Yeah. Like, like why, why are we... Because I think about, like, the people, or, or just, like, myself. Like, when I think about, like, when I'm in crisis mode, like... Imagine Kanye West in crisis mode. Mm-hmm. Like that's just probably like it's a whole different. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not even comparable, but it's just it's human, mm-hmm. and he's human. Yeah, and you know, it's God knows what he's actually going through. Yeah, 100%. you know, like we know nothing yeah. at the end of the day. So these conversations are always very interesting because it's just like, hmm, we're observing mm-hmm. like someone existing and like the strain of existing essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Great, great points you made. You, you kind of, you, you had me thinking about it in like a different way with what you presented. So I appreciate that. I'm, I, you know, I love bringing in people who have different perspectives because I've, I've been, I've been critical of Kanye throughout mm-hmm. this season. Like I've been very critical of him. People think I hate him. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know him. I don't know him to hate him, but I, I've, I've disliked a lot of what he's done. There's some recently. shit where I'm like, I don't even, ugh, I don't even want to mention. Like tr- like the Trump shit or whatever. Like, oh yeah, that, like, we could, that's a whole other conversation yeah. that like disappointed a lot mm-hmm. of fans. I'm ugh, like yeah. I don't even know. Like there's some shit that I could definitely criticize, but his mm-hmm. mental health and like the way he's reacting, I feel like like it, it, it's not for us to diagnose. It's him. not just for us to diagnose, but I also don't blame him. Mm. Good point. Good point. Um. So uh, one of our guests from a couple months ago, uh, Talia Litzer and Godmo, they were highlighted in Music Business Worldwide in an article saying major labels aren't the ones pulling the strings today. There are there's a lot more responsibility on the artist's shoulders. Uh, Talia provided a lot of great perspective. They were highlighted for you know working with JPEG Mafia, who's hit the Spotify US top ten charts, and um, a couple of their other artists, Yeji and Paul Paul Rod. And um, it's really it's really dope to see them getting highlighted. Uh, they're self funded partnerships with Universal, Warner, Sony. Uh, they're housed in LA. Um, so a really great article. We're gonna link that for you all. Was there anything in the article that like stuck out to you? You really liked? Well, first thing I think. I, this is kind of me familiarizing myself with God Mode, mm-hmm. and like I was familiar with all of the artists on yeah. it, and what a cool fucking roster! Like mm-hmm. so dope, like so like experimental, yeah. and still like kind of everyday. I just really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question again? Sorry, just like anything the from the article that like stuck out to you or was cool. Um, I really appreciated how she kind of mentioned n- how she approaches strategy in mm-hmm. terms of really just like. It's not oversaturation. It's just like, what are we, what, what's working? Like, what's the first hook we got? And like, super yeah. serving that. Like, mm-hmm. I really thought it was great how she talked about, um, you know, building JPEG's fan base um, abroad. I think it was Australia and somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of having that trickle down into the US, which yeah. I think is super important. Like, music, you know, you know, America is not. <laughs> the only place in the world where music is played. (laughs) Contrary Uh, to popular belief. (laughs) And so it's really great to see marketers like taking 
advantage and not just taking advantage, but like being um, proactive and reactive yeah. to what's already happening elsewhere mm -hmm. and then kind of bringing that back to the States because I think a lot of what is like unfortunate and honestly just like the fact with developing artists, mm -hmm. whether they're like, you know, new developing artists, artists who are just kind of continuously developing. Yeah. It's like it really just takes other people to say they fuck with something until other people fuck with something. That's it. And Social proofing. Literally. And mm. I think she really, she made a point where it's like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's that's just how it is. Mm. And like, just don't, ne just never stop. Like, mm. I really, I really thought it was a very interesting article. And um, I'm definitely going to be tapping more into like what she's done and, and her company and her work and mm -hmm. the artist as well. It's a really, really interesting um, perspective that I've not read about before, honestly. Yeah, they're great. Uh, she was on our episode. So that's so she, awesome. She got very insightful, provided a lot yeah. of information. One quote that stuck with me is creative decisions are business decisions, business decisions are creative decisions because mm -hmm. they go hand in hand in, in music. Like, you know, the art empowers the business. The business empowers the mm -hmm. art. So a lot of great insight. Yeah. If y'all haven't listened to the God Mode episode, make sure you tap mm -hmm. into that. Yeah. Um, and artists, they do have so much agency. Like they yeah. really are the shot callers. Like, yes. But it's 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 hard because a lot of the times artists have to, they really have to be like in the ear of mm -hmm. like the person mm -hmm. to make that shit happen. Or they have to kind of just do like the proof of concept shit, which is like really, you know, it's just what you have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, they're, that's all I had. Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> yeah, like, no, great. Uh, let's get into some new music from the weekend. So Lucky Day finally dropped his highly anticipated album, Candy Drip. 17 songs, features from Smino, Child, and Lil Durk. How would you feel about Candy Drip? Dun, dun, dun. So <laughs> I liked it. I, think I thought it was good. good. I feel like this is not going to be like as I, – I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It's not music that I necessarily like kind of would – Go for personally because mm -hmm. I really I think he's an incredible artist. I think his music his his voice is incredible. Yeah, but I think I personally like it's just not my personal preference. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was beautiful. Right. I I really enjoyed the Usher sample. Yeah, yeah, that, I guess. Yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah. Usher was the first album I ever bought. That I think it was it, uh, Confessions was the first like physical um, CD I ever bought wow. at this like um, CD store in DC that closed down. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I I I really I liked it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I listened to it. Yeah. I will continue to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. I think new music is good perspective for what else is out there and yes. cultural conversation. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, cool. I, you know, it was good. <laughs> I liked it. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I liked it too. I, I wouldn't say that I loved it. Like I, I liked it to almost really liked it. Um, guess the Usher sample I really liked. Um, I also want to mention that I thought please. the intro was amazing. Intro was I think good. the intro really, really got me. The intro was like what was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then something happened along mm -hmm. the way and I kind of like maybe lost focus and maybe I should yeah. get more, more attention. Yeah. But it really hooked me in and then I kind of just like. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, you know, I, I, I'm i a lucky fan. 17 songs of like 57 mm. minutes, I think it was. It's asking a lot. For me mm -hmm. personally, um, I, I think if and, you know, this is a critique you can give to a lot of albums these days. If you trim the fat, you cut it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. It'd be great. But that's really how I feel like uh, N.W.A. with Dirk. Um, you know, that a, a lot of people don't necessarily love that song. Um, I, I'm a huge Dirk fan. I think that they probably could have done something a little better on that. But um, I um, God Body with Smino, I thought was really good. 
um, fucking sound I really liked. Over, of course, the music Soul Child Half Crazy sample was great. Um, but yeah, I think I think if it was cut down, it would have been really good. But the production's incredible. D Mile production is incredible. D Mile and Lucky are a an amazing duo, mm-hmm. an absolutely amazing duo. And um, you know, Lucky is he he he's the guy right now in male R and B. And I think this album is going to push that a little further. And uh, Nick and I were actually talking about it at the bar before you you joined mm-hmm. us. Like you know, there's there's kind of a lack of guys in male r&b right now like people who stand out so lucky's kind of in his own lane but you know nick is nick is like even if there were a lot of other super talented guys who were present lucky would still stand out to me mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot of people who feel that way he's kind of he's he's doing different things it's alternative r&b you know it's not the it's not the it's not just moody yeah. vibey in your bag type stuff it's it's you just know. like I, listening to it made me want to listen to more of his music because yeah. I feel like maybe this was not the one for mm-hmm. me, but his voice stellar. Like mm-hmm. obviously he's an incredible ear for production mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, cool. Like let me find what I do like from this artist yeah. because it's definitely there. Um, was this the first album of his that this you was, listened this, to fully? This, oh, okay. Literally, this was, the, this was like a kind of new territory, wow. territory for okay. me because I've unfortunately not really done much new artists listening the past year mm. honestly which yeah. is kind of sad like been listening to like the same party next door song for like <laughs> maybe three years now um uh, that's party being dramatic but not really but <laughs> yeah i think um i'm like i always get really happy because it, it just opens like another portal in my brain yeah. that gives me again that new perspective of things that i might not have known before yeah and it's really important for me to keep you know, chasing that and, mm-hmm. and figuring it out. But yeah. I thought it was a beautiful album and congratulations on the release as well. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's so great. It's always a big deal. Like mm-hmm. people don't realize what goes into releasing music. Absolutely. So it's just exciting to get it out first yeah. and then to see it land, to see people like it. That's a, that's a big, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you, I'm sure you can relate of more course. than me. <laughs> no, not, not even that. It's just like, it's um, when you know how, when you see how much love and care and, mm-hmm. and attention and work and sweat and blood, tears, all that shit, like that artists put into it. It's like, it's really, really hard to critique mm-hmm. or give my opinion because it's just like I know where it came from mm-hmm. and it's just like it's not for me but yeah. it's for him and it's for who it is for mm-hmm. um, which is which is more important than anybody's just like surface opinion yeah uh, for from Lucky's discography I would suggest Table for Two f- uh, for you he released that Valentine's Day weekend 2021 Beautiful. it's all uh, woman features on it okay. so Ari Lennox is on there um, Yeba is on there I'm trying to think who else is on there. Tiana Major Nine is on mm-hmm. there, so it's 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 good. That's probably that's that and his debut project, Painted, the one that was Grammy nominated. Okay. That, yeah, those I are need really to good. absolutely get my so knowledge up with yeah. that. Then that's okay. That's what we're here for. Put yes. you on. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Shensia's uh, album Alpha. Um, mm-hmm. Features on there from Twenty One Savage, Offset, two Tiger features, Sean Paul, Tiger <laughs> <Tyga> features. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool. I think it showed that she has range. Mm-hmm. I feel, and we we talked about this last week with uh, Ebony because uh, we talked about Nicki Minaj's quote when she was with her in her interview with Joe Budden about how artists who try to do too much and chase trends they become faceless. We don't know who you are because mm-hmm. you're trying to do everything else instead of like creating your own lane. And I think this album, you know, it, it, it was true to her roots and like, you know, the, 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 the reggae type bops and all that, but it was, there was kind of a, a little much. And I thought the feature selection was interesting too. I, I love offset offset is one of my favorite rappers. Genuinely. Uh, I, I fuck with 21 Savage. The two Taiga features were very interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of all over the place. It, it, it was hard to kind of get one central, feeling from it and i think when you try to satisfy everyone you 
you kind of falter a bit. Mm. Like, I don't know. I feel like she has to establish her identity a little more before really dipping her foot into so many different, different things and trying to appeal to the masses without mm. establishing a core. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I felt. But how did you feel about the project? Well, I, I, I think she's amazing. I think she's mm-hmm. had a really great year so far. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of like the music itself for this album, I think it was a little more pop than I personally mm. prefer. There was definitely like a lot of disconnections for me because I was, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know who listens to albums not in order for the first time, but I obviously, <laughs> I was, right? I was listening to it in order, yeah. obviously. And, um, I don't know. It, it really, f- I felt like I was listening to a couple of different artists, like, yeah. or at least a couple of different singles. Like, I feel like a lot of songs could have been singles. Mm-hmm. They could have been maybe stronger as singles to show her range because yeah. she absolutely has such range. Um, the Twenty One Savage song I actually kind of liked. I yeah. was not fan of the was it was it Offset? You Offset. Said? Yeah. I was not fan of the Offset song. Bounce or bouncing, I think it was called. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I really liked the Beanie Man song. Mm-hmm. I think that because I really like, I prefer kind of like not not so much like the pop mm-hmm. kind of angle yeah. of of her music. So. Um, I mean, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought it was good. Like, it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she did something different. Yeah. And I love hearing what artists can do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt that she's a star. I mm-hmm. think it's really still just the beginning. This It really felt like a debut and I want to see, like another debut, like I want to see something else this year. Yeah. 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 Something that felt, I don't know, I don't know if it felt authentic. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. If it, it, you can do too much. Mm. Like she's she's talented. I agree. I, th- I think she's got a lot of potential, but I think she might be trying to do too much too mm-hmm. soon. Um, you know, it's being an artist is a grind. Like not everyone pops fast. And mm-hmm. I think I said this with Ebony. Like her being on Donda and her, you know, having the song with yeah. Meg. Like she's being put on these really big platforms, and people are noticing her. And it's like, oh, I could expand and get a pop audience. I could expand and get all these yeah. audiences. And when you're trying to do all of that. You, you, she might end up losing herself. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. Like when you, I, and again, I don't know like what her team and mm-hmm. all that kinds of stuff that went, you know, into the back end of all this stuff. But yeah. it's like when, what was I even saying? When you, um, when you have like those opportunities for like such big platforms, and mm-hmm. then then what you follow with it afterwards doesn't necessarily like kind of match up. Yeah, it it can be hard to mm-hmm. to hone in an audience, yeah. but. Um, Again, congratulations to her Absolutely. on the release. Absolutely. That's our chat. Uh, let's highlight our employee of the month, Nyla Simone. Clap it up for Nyla Simone. As you all know, Nyla is a DJ host, interviewer, works with Power 1051, Charlemagne's Comedy Central uh, show, The God's Honest Truth, and Revolt TV. Make sure that you follow her on social media. She is always doing amazing things. They actually, I believe it was Power 105 this past week on International Women's Day. They had her, DJ Steph Cakes, and Ivy Rivera. They all did their own show, like all, all women DJs hosting their own uh, radio show. I don't know if that's really ever, I think, think that might be unprecedented. So it was a really big deal. A lot of people were excited about that. And yeah, shout out to Nyla for doing her thing always let's jump into this slide deck the best song wasn't the single but you weren't either all right so we are going to play some tunes my guest tomorrow what did you bring for us to play we're gonna play girl bump by like likely like likely Likely 47. Likely 47. I've never known how to pronounce her name, but she makes great music, though. Incredible. Yeah. All right. So let's do that. Girl Blunt.
Yeah, I, I I like her stuff. Mm-hmm. I like her stuff. I um I'm trying to remember what was the song that, like introduced me, but I was like, I like her. I, I want to tap into more of her stuff, and I guess I haven't, so I need to. So you just gave me a much needed reminder. Whoa, 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 whoa. why do you want to play that one? Honestly, so I was listening to my. Like, this is gonna keep happening. This is not gonna stop. <laughs> this is not. Gonna it's stop. all good. <laughs> I'm really clumsy. It I'm like okay. notoriously okay. known for my. Clumsiness. You didn't break anything. We right. not, we yet. not yet. Um, or spill anything, which is like super. It's like been how long and I haven't spilled anything. This I'm proud is like of a you. new record for me. Proud of you. Um, but the question was, why did I choose that song? Yeah. Because honestly, I was smoking mm-hmm. when I heard it, mm-hmm. and I was like, this felt right. Yeah. At the time yeah. when I was like, okay, I have to find a song for this. I was listening to this song and I was like, wow, I just fucking love this song. Mm. Literally. I just really like this song. It's a girl blunt. I'm smoking my female pack today. Go Go females. Yes. Um, Big empowerment. I say that as a joke because I think that's so funny. Just the word females. (laughs) It is a funny word. It's so funny. Where it's just like, I don't know fucking for some fucking reason this month I've just been like, go females Mm. as like a joke because Mm. like when somebody addresses you as a female, it's like, yes. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> that's it it's just like okay and so i don't know that's why i was listening to the song it's like this is a great fucking song mm-hmm. like she's just like talking her shit yeah she's like girl blunt yeah that's it it's a good blunt. song literally it's go. like a good fucking song there we go it makes Simple me feel good that. it makes me feel happy like good. i love a, I love a heavy bass mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I like hearing that at a function i would i would mm-hmm. probably go crazy so. i actually heard it that's the first time i heard it was at a function really and I felt that energy mm-hmm. at the party. Shout out to Sponge who played is like my favorite DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard that song and I remember I literally, I couldn't, my Shazam wasn't working. And so I, re- I recorded a video of, of it playing. And then I sent it to him the next morning. I was like, what song is this? He's like, oh, it's a girl. And I was like, no fucking way. And then I just like, it was one of those songs that just like, I kept replaying. I was like, yes, yeah. I feel it. When you sent it to me, it actually sent me to your playlist with like all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's I go. saved it, followed you on Spotify. Oh so my like, God. Can't okay, wait to tap sorry. It. That's yeah, like yeah. number. Th- can we? Number is three. It, can we do like a counter for how many times I hit the mic? Three. This is the third time. Third time. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say you're gonna go under seven. I'm flattered. Under seven. I'm flattered. Under seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I like to make a lot of playlists. I do them all under like my after dark mm-hmm. thing or whatever. So I have like after dark. I think this is the bad bitch mix. I'm working mm. on the name. I'm changing the name. It's funny. Once has suggestions, <laughs> please let me know. But I have a lot of different playlists, and I all kind of do them under after dark. Yeah. Um, 
and that's it. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you for that. And that was produced by Clyde and Harry. My pick for this week. This is one of my favorite songs ever. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately on the podcast, guys. Let me know how often I've been saying this is my favorite song. But this is actually one of my favorite songs. Heard it in 2019, and it has stuck with me ever since then. This is RPG by Kehlani, featuring Black, produced by uh, Let Mode and Day Day Pivot. What's the name of the song? RPG. RPG. It was on her uh, 2019 mixtape, While We Wait. Really good. Yes. I love, I love that. this song. Black, I remember he tweeted uh, before the project came out, he was like, I put a verse on there that'll make y'all cry. I didn't get to play it, but the verse was the first time I heard it. I was like, wow. And I, <laughs> I was like, at the time, I was in a, a difficult situation with an ex, and so it like really resonated. Re- resonated. I was like, wow, fuck, Black is like <laughs> speaking to my soul. Fuck, he's really describing me, shit, making me feel shitty. But <laughs> no, Shout out to the artists that are so able to communicate their yes. thoughts that like make other people feel it like yeah incredible yeah yeah that's that's good songwriting and yeah it's it's perfect i'm, I'm a big like songwriting mm. guy like lyrics and like melodies like combining the two and just just hits my soul have you ever hits my soul. tapped in or, or dabbled in, Song in songwriting writing? oh absolutely i have oh, yeah, wow. yeah i told you before you know i um i, I tried to be a rapper at one point oh, yes, I've, you did I, i've written some some r&b Amazing. records in the past never never recorded any never put them out but it's just like it's like a personal thing it's fun it's like a fun challenge mm-hmm. it's like i write about music all the time i hang around so many artists like let me like try this myself and you pick up different things from different people and um yeah but it's it's been like very personal stuff i've like kept to myself but it's it's fun it really is fun like maybe one day i don't mm-hmm. know maybe maybe one day 
day. I, I don't have a voice like my co-host, Nick. Miss you, brother. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'll ghostwrite for him. <laughs> have him perform something that I've written. We'll see. We'll see. But um, you all can access these slides and more slides on the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio. And if you would like to add a slide to the slide deck, you can email us at staybusypod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter or Instagram at staybusypod. Let us know who we should be listening to in 2022, especially in Bad and Busy Month. Women, put us on to women artists. I want to know who the next one up is. Now, before we get into our board meeting, our interview with our incredible guest tomorrow, we're going to play a game called Tell Us Tomorrow. Oh, my God. So you're going to tell us a story about yourself based off of each prompt that I give you. Are you ready? No. But I'm too ready. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us tomorrow about a time where you had to finesse your way out of a crazy situation. Can I think about this for a second? You can. Okay, cool. Can. Do, 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 wow, I have to do, finesse do, my way do, out of a crazy situation? Do, 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 wow, my mind do, is blanking. Do, 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 do. do you want to take another one and come back to that one? Yeah. Okay. Tell us tomorrow about a moment where you felt like you failed. Ooh, okay. Never. I simply don't mm. believe in failure. Like, it's just literally not something that I'm programmed in my body. I do not believe in failure. I do not believe in anything as failure. I believe in learning from your experiences. Yeah. I learn in, you know, trying and trying and trying until you succeed. Mm. Um, I'm really grateful that I do have that mindset. It's something that my my mom and dad really instilled in me since yeah. I was young. And what was it? My dad, he had a sticker on his laptop. It was like a Yoda. It was like, there is no, what was it? Some shit like, there is no try or like do or do not or some shit like that mm-hmm. and that's really what i believe is just like there is no failure yeah it's if it didn't work out it wasn't right for me if yeah. it didn't work out it's not ready yet like i don't necessarily believe that things happen for a reason mm-hmm. which is maybe not the most like whatever that's just like my personal belief but mm-hmm. i really do believe that if you want to make something you ab- happen you absolutely can like there is simply no such thing as a roadblock in my mind mm. okay yeah i don't know when Things will happen, but I am confident that they will. I like that. I like that energy. I've, um, yeah, I've really, in the last few years of my life, I've lost my fear of rejection mm. and failure because as long as you learn something from it, it's you can't look at it, look at it as a negative. Like mm-hmm. if you don't accomplish something, you just learn. Okay, next time I'll do it this way. So uh, yeah, like. Considering something a failure is like looking down on yourself, Absolutely. being like being dejected, and it's like no, like if if I, I, I honestly I'm thankful for those moments where I didn't achieve something because then it yeah. just empowers me to do it differently the next time and actually achieve it. Yeah. So and I don't know everything, so like yeah. I, I can't expect for things to work out the first time I try them. It's mm-hmm. just like I go, I you know I I have a very open mind. I go into things with a very open mind and. I don't necessarily think about all the possibilities. I just think about whatever happens, happens. And I don't necessarily believe the universe has an agenda, Yeah, which is why I kind of am just like, okay, I'm just going to keep fucking going. Mm-hmm. Good energy. Good energy. Tell us tomorrow about your least favorite subject in school. <gasps> mm. English. English. Wow. Really? English. English, which mm. is really weird. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So I... I'm talking high school. Like, mm-hmm. in I did like the fucking IB program. Mm-hmm. In I went to high school in Dubai. That's where I graduated in mm-hmm. 2015. And we did the IB program. And I was in higher level bio, higher level French, higher level chemistry, higher level psychology, higher level fucking art. For some fucking reason, I took all <laughs> higher level classes. I don't know why. Genius. And I was in standard level 
and have a high level French as well. Mm. I was in standard level math. No, sorry. I was in math studies. Let me not pretend here. Math I was in math studies. studies. It was not <laughs> standard level math. It was math yeah. studies. And then I was in, I was in uh, regular IB English. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I just couldn't do it. I had mm-hmm. to move to high school level English because it was so difficult for me. I don't know why. I just yeah. don't. I wasn't making sense. Like I was just simply not interpreting you know, similes and whatever the fuck I had to, <laughs> like the way that I had to. Yeah. I was really good at writing when it came to other subjects, but when it came to writing for English, I don't know. It was mm. really weird. Creative writing, I was always good at, but like analytical writing, like mm. it just, it never, I could not do IB because of that. So mm. I had to d- drop out of the fucking IB program and take like just courses and shit. So yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> fucking english i hated english but now i've i've you know as i got older i'm really developing a different appreciation for language and and different ways to explore language and learn Mm. about you know english um what's like uh i forget like the english you know studies yeah um through different mediums that Mm. are media that i was not exposed to in high school Mm -hmm. so i feel like i've grown a lot in terms of my understanding of Mm -hmm. just kind of that kinds of educational part of english since i've left college Um, and I just appreciate it much more, especially, I also don't think I ever enjoyed like the, the reading material. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really big issue as to why. So my thoughts on English. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Tell us about the boldest pickup line that's been used on you. Ooh. I'm not really easily impressed, honestly. Mm. The boldest one. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I can sense that. Um, but I'm trying to think the boldest one. Honestly, straight up, um, just kind of being like, oh, you're so beautiful. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I don't like if, it, if there's a bolt, it's just like in one ear out the other. Yeah. Literally. Like, mm. don't, it doesn't work for me. You can't mm. like give me a pickup line. I probably will not remember it. It's just mm. like, okay, no, in one ear out the other. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know for anyone interested in shooting their shot. <laughs> so, you, um, uh, tell us about. Where you grew up and, you know, what your what your home situation was like, what you, what you were into as a youth, things that you enjoyed doing, all that good stuff. Okay. Story time. Right, cool. <laughs> um, so my name is Tamara. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I guess, yeah. So the, the where are you from question, is that the question? Like, that's yeah. that's kind of... It's always, like, a very interesting question because it's, like, I'm, I'm originally Lebanese, mm-hmm. 100% Lebanon, Beirut, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, home for me is Dubai. That's where my mother lives. So I went to high school. Um, I was born in Boston, but I moved there when I was two and then I moved to DC and I lived there until I was nine. And so like DMV has a very big special place in my heart. However, I don't really like actually feel like too connected to it. I just still have like, there's a very big Lebanese community. We always find like our fucking communities no matter where. And there's a really big Lebanese community there. So I have a lot of friends that are still from there that still live there that I go back to see every so often. But um, I don't really feel connected to kind of the East Coast yeah. since I left. And then, so yeah, I was born in Boston, moved to D.C. Then I moved to Lebanon for mm. two years. And then I moved to Dubai for five years. Wow. And then when I graduated high school in Dubai, I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. I went to Fordham University for a year. I almost went to Fordham. Too. Oh, yeah. Good thing you fucking didn't. <laughs> yeah? And you then, didn't like it? <laughs> no, I did not oh, like wow. it. And then I went to, uh, then I transferred to Boston University. Mm-hmm. And then I transferred again Mm -hmm. to New York University Mm -hmm. um, on a visiting student program because I was 
literally, I was just, I was not an academic girl. All like, right. intelligent, but ac- academia was not necessarily like my forte. I feel you. So I was just really into like the extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. I was always at shows, taking photos, doing some sort of shit, like music mm-hmm. business club, like shout out to music, <laughs> shout out to everybody in music business club yeah. because I wouldn't be here without like the fire that you guys instilled in me. <laughs> um, but really doing a lot of extracurriculars yeah. and what was the question again? Oh, just, just kind of going through yeah, shit. Okay, cool. Going? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So I, I, um, I never really, so that's that. Sorry, yeah. That's why I moved around so much because mm-hmm. I was kind of pers- I was more like uh, job focused. Yeah. So I started interning at three hundred mm-hmm. when I was a junior summer of junior year mm-hmm. um, at BU, and then I just they kind of just kept kept me on because yeah. like after intern like as a consultant because <laughs> I was doing the like eight a.m. reports and nobody else wanted to fucking wake up mm-hmm. at eight a.m. and like do that shit. So yeah. I, oh, let's just pay tomorrow mm-hmm. to do it while she's in college, and I did. You're grinding. And then you know I'm, you make yourself indispensable. Yes. You stay, and so that's why I transferred from BU to NYU because I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, yo, I was literally shout out to everybody who I lived with at Waterside who provided a couch for me to stay on. <laughs> um, after when I was I was literally taking the bus. After my classes at like 6 p.m. Yeah. And at BU to New York, four hour bus, four, four to six hour bus, mm-hmm. staying, like getting there at like two in the morning or mm-hmm. some shit, waking up, going to the office the next day, mm. and then going back the next day back to Boston just so I could be in the office. Like I had this hunger that I'm getting into the music industry that I feel like I'm actually kind of rediscovering and feeling again now yeah. like now that i'm in it yeah. i'm really excited to see like how i'm gonna grow with this because like Absolutely. this 2018 sorry was 2018 yeah it was like a 2018 like hunger mm-hmm. drive like power passion mm-hmm. that i really had that i felt like i lost yeah. for a long time that i really only got back a couple months ago yeah and now that i have it like i'm ready to go i don't know if this was your question but this is no this is I'm, I I'm i'm glad you got into that because that's a really uh relevant experience that i can resonate with like even the things that you love and are passionate about you kind of they they ebb and flow like there's sometimes where i want to work super hard Mm. i want to write all the time and then i'll go like three months without writing anything and it feels weird because you're like i feel like i need to be doing this thing but you also kind of need that distance from it sometimes that distance shows you how much you love it then you can get back into it more refreshed because a lot of us work ourselves to the bone exactly our batteries deplete and when we were just doing it because we do it, like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, it's really hard for me to recognize, like, I stopped taking pictures for the first six months of COVID. Like, nobody was really mm-hmm. doing anything. Like, a lot of inspiration was lost, unfortunately, like, during yeah. that time for a lot of people. But I did not pick up my fo- camera for six months to the point where I was like, damn, like, I'm not even a photographer mm-hmm. anymore. Like, this is not even, like, am I even worthy mm-hmm. of picking up the camera and, like, holding it and owning Calling this shit? That, right? Because yeah. it's just, like, other people are with it every day. It's like, you know what? No. Like, it wasn't even, like, a hiatus. It was really just, like, a fucking reset. And it was just, mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Like, it's... um I've just really grown so much. And I'm really grateful to be over that... um Whatever it's called. The... the hump. Hump. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, over yeah, the hump of... of not knowing what I'm doing with my life. And I still don't know, but I just like now I'm more confident mm. when I enjoy things mm-hmm. and I follow those feelings. It's crazy how you can 
you feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you could you could still be doing well. Or what someone else is looking at, they're like, you don't know. You're yeah. you're a creative marketing manager. Yeah. You just open so, after dark. You're doing all this. You're doing great. And you're just like, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Listen, and like, it's not even just imposter syndrome. It's just like when you would, it's just like I wake up and this is just who the fuck I am. And it's mm-hmm. just like I need to own it. You yeah. know, it's really just like I'm really working on like owning mm-hmm myself mm-hmm. and owning the greatness that I am because mm-hmm. as soon as I'm like okay as soon as I talk my shit like I don't really have to even do that like just to continue having my work speak for itself yeah honestly that's yeah. really all it is I don't believe in like talking my shit I don't believe mm-hmm. in any of that shit I believe in you know giving myself my props mm-hmm. but really letting my work speak for itself but I've mm-hmm. got to find like a balance where I could be like okay like hey. let me actually talk my shit that's why you're here you're here yeah. to talk your shit, talk your <laughs> and shit. I appreciate it very much <laughs> yeah so uh, in doing my my research on you because uh, I was I was deep in it I discovered you have been like I said in the intro your your, your resume even prior to 300 is pretty crazy so graphic design and social media intern at wet paint creative digital solutions digital media and music marketing intern for Maven. I don't know if it's Maven. Maven. I guess I pronounced it right. Maven. Yeah. Digital media intern for Gupta Gupta Media. Host DJ on the Come Up in Boston. Editorialist and photographer for GoodMusicAllDay.com. Community manager for Verge Campus Media. So you have dipped into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You've used your photography skills. You've done graphics design. You've done social media. You've even written a little bit. Like talk about you know all those different things that you did and ultimately how you found your way to what you're doing mm-hmm. now. Uh, wow, that's so fun. So I started at Wet Paint. I was literally, I've always just loved graphic design. I've always loved like just kind of being like an iPad adult, like on my yeah. computer and shit. And so I just took an internship when I was like right out of college. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot. I had an amazing mentor. I think it was so long ago. Her name was Pascal, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she really pushed my graphic design like kind of you know, edge and made me realize, oh, wait, this is actually like people get paid to do this mm-hmm. and people like can be creative and it's like a job. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then after that, I don't exactly remember the order of everything at Maven. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing now, but shout out to them. It was like, it was honestly, I, when I was in Boston, there's not really anything that is like really too much music mm-hmm. heavy. And Maven was like a DJ school. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for the experience I learned there because I learned a lot about equipment. I learned a lot about, you know, organization and storage and mm-hmm. calendar and taking out the trash and all that shit. <laughs> Um, but that was, I would just, anything, anything that I could put on my resume that had anything to do with music, I was going to do it. Yeah. And so the, after that, there was Glypto Media, which is an advertising agency in Boston, which it's like media buying. It's, it's literally just an advertising agency. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because I had no idea what I was doing. I had mm-hmm. no idea what I was doing. And I learned all about advertising, all about media buying, all about like mm-hmm. kind of share of, 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 you know, media on the internet through yeah. that and just like actually like physically doing that. And so I really do appreciate that experience because that's how I found out about 300 was just by working at Gupta Media and mm-hmm. like seeing who their clients were and yeah. just kind of dicking around and <laughs> snooping on shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, honestly, so most of my experience really came through like the extracurriculars that I did that I mentioned. And yeah. then when I was at Fordham, my friend... Aaron, who she gifted me a camera as like a going away gift. And I I remember so vividly the first time I ever saw like a film camera. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, you can't see the pictures on the back. That's crazy. (laughs) Because I remember I was taking pictures with her camera and it like I was just like pressing the button and it just um, 
it just kind of, it started making like the the noise where it's like whirring. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I thought I broke it. But <laughs> anyway, she gave me the camera, and that camera changed my fucking life. It yeah. changed my life because I transferred to BU, and I lived right down the block, like half a block from this venue called Paradise Rock Club. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have any friends yet. I just moved to college. Like mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't like a you know sorority into that kind of stuff personally. Like for mm-hmm. my own shit. And so that wasn't really like easy to make friends like um, at BU. But all I did know is that I really enjoyed going to concerts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I literally just brought that little camera with me to this Danny Brown show. I waited for like four hours in front of the venue, just mm-hmm. like waiting. I didn't even know how to go about getting a press pass. I, I just <laughs> I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Yeah. I literally was just like there, and I was hungry, and I was passionate. So I like I snuck into the venue early, and I just kind of stayed there until the 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 show started mm-hmm. and that was the first exp- like while I was there early I met people who were running the merch table who I still you know I'm friends with today I met some incredible people and when I was there I was like wow like there's got to be like a real way to do this like for mm-hmm. real for real and then that's when I started kind of learning about how to actually get your foot in the door through the yes. press passes and credentials and I started kind of lying and telling people that I let me cover this show I'm mm-hmm. part of music business club whatever which mm-hmm. I was but it's like we didn't have anything to you know serve for it show yeah. for it and it was just like I don't know what happened but something clicked in my brain and every single waking minute of the day I was emailing people asking mm-hmm. them to put me on a press list to get in the show to take photos all this shit mm-hmm. and you know, I was obviously, I was never salt. That's the thing. Like, I never get salty when I'm told no. I never get salty yeah. ever because it's really just about like, okay, Whatever. not yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you when I see you mm-hmm. type shit. Like, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> like <laughs> um, what was I fucking saying? Yeah. So like, I got a lot of no's. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get any yeses, but there was this one artist I really wanted to photograph and um, they had said no, but at least they responded. Mm-hmm. That, at least they responded, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. I was like, really? Because you get ghosted sick. a lot in this exactly. shit. And yeah. then I was like, okay, whatever. Okay, I respect it. And then I found out that a local Boston rapper was actually opening up for this artist mm-hmm. that was coming to town. And so I found the management of the local Boston artist. He was a college student. Mm-hmm. He was super down with me to, to come there and take pictures for his artist. All right, but, so I took pictures for his artist, but I also took photos of the artist that had told me no or mm-hmm. you know their, their management has told me no. Yeah. The photos actually were really good. Mm. They were really good, surprisingly. And I sent them back and I was like, well, I just, I, you know, I, you know, I happened to get in. <laughs> Here are the photos anyways. And they're like, oh wait, these are not trash. And you did it for free and you're a college student. Like, <laughs> and they started sending me to more places. And that's yeah. really how I kind of built that. And photography was my medium to, as I think medium is the right word. Yes. It was, it was my medium to be exposed and get into the music industry. And mm-hmm. I really have since then learned that my love for documenting and being there and just like really documenting the process, like showing the behind the scenes shit is really like what I love, like getting the angle that the main photographers maybe not getting or yeah. like, um, just showing how things are coming together is mm-hmm. really what I developed from, you know, going to the shows and taking backstage photos and, mm-hmm. Um, I started writing for Good Music All Day, which was a college mm-hmm. blog that is no longer in business. <laughs> um, it was it was such an amazing experience, just like being able to have interviewed like I I interviewed so many random people when I was mm-hmm. in college. I read Larry June, Rob Banks. There's so many that I'm forgetting, like JIDK when he when he was JIDK at the time. Yeah. There's so many people that I'm literally forgetting right now, but it was so beautiful mm-hmm. for 
like this camera and this just conversation. Like I really mm -hmm. just love like at the end of the day we're all human. They're just like, you yeah. know, <laughs> the, the 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 connection is on match and yeah. that I don't know what that feeling is, but it's like it's kind of coming back right now yeah. and it's the feeling of like I want to tell the story mm -hmm. of these people through my eyes, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know, or just like my my experience, like how am I getting there? message out i don't yeah. know it's just i'm trying to figure all out all the verbiage for what it is mm -hmm. but documenting has just been something that that's kind of where i'm at right now is like i want to document mm -hmm. the amazing things that are happening and that these that are that these artists are doing that these creatives are doing that yeah. it, it's and i i know i love i love music but i mm -hmm. love entertainment and, yeah. and media and culture and all that beyond it so absolutely and this is a perfect segue for you to talk about uh studio you just opened after dark <laughs> come on talk to us you, you've been promoting it heavy yeah. you uh, showcased um uh amethyst collabs drinks that they mm -hmm. had at the event like talk about what inspired after dark to come together and what the experience has been like so far you know owning okay it. yeah oh my god so this is like uh, this is the first time i guess i ever really talk about it mm -hmm. because after dark has always been so for context with me and my roommate, Allison, who is mm -hmm. also my sister and business partner, we are doing this together and we have an amazing, you know, thing that we're kind of kind of doing. And mm -hmm. After Dark Room is the name of the studio. Yeah. Um, it's really just it's listen, we're, we're figuring it out. It's a creative mm -hmm. space that it's we're here to help people execute their visions, really. Mm -hmm. Like and I'm so grateful that Olivia tapped in and we were able to help out and produce like some drink content for her and, mm -hmm. and it was so amazing just like brainstorming and, you know, getting really like um the way I want After Dark to be is like it's either like a space for you or it's for like a place where you can come and we'll help you get it done. Yeah. Um and after Dark Room is right now where we are in proof of concept mode. Mm -hmm. I realize that as a creative, like I can't, it, it doesn't make sense for me not to have a, ooh, what was that, four? <laughs> four. Yes, okay, <laughs> still below seven. Three more, three okay. more. <laughs> um, after Dark Room is really just a way, like if I'm going to actually be creative, I have mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm fostering the spaces within, that I'm in every day to really support that. Mm -hmm. So um, it was something also that I, put off for like mm -hmm. five months because it was just like this anxiety that comes with being a creative yes. and like taking ownership of your work mm -hmm. and putting yourself on a, in a position to win because at the end of the day, no one's going to fucking do it for me. Yep. So I finally did it. And as soon as I did it, it literally took 30 minutes to put goddamn fucking backdrop up. As soon as I did that, <laughs> it was over. Mm -hmm. It was over. Like the booking started coming in mm -hmm. like, and it was like, okay, wow. Like, now the focus has to really follow and mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, this is what I want. This yeah. is what I want to do. And this is what I need. And I, I'm so grateful that I've already been able to use this space as, um, I just dropped like the Youngstone Life records, merch collaboration, to, mm -hmm. not merch collaboration, Youngstone Life merch, um, collection today. Mm -hmm. And I was able to shoot some of the detail shots in my home studio. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just so fucking cool to me for some reason because mm. it's just like it it's just product shots, but it's just like younger Tamara would be freaking the fuck out <laughs> that I shot my that I shot detail shots mm. in my home studio. Yeah. And it's just like in the grand scheme of things, like actually fucking cool. And I need to it's like so be okay cool. with that. And Own it's like that. even my little so my little sister that. retouched the images for me as well, which is like crazy because that's like really what it's about for me. Yeah. But um, that's what it is. Like the proof of concept is there. So now it's about like keeping the, the, the schedule booked and, mm -hmm. you know, inshallah one day having a bigger space that more 
people can use. And also shout out Dukes from Basque, who's really inspired me and, and shown me like the 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 shit you need to take you know a studio seriously. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I want to just continue to foster creative spaces, not just for myself, but like for the people I know and just people in general like yeah. i don't know i really love community community is everything to me like so i'm a very open person i'm really like my number one thing is you always and the thing with after dark like and not just after dark but everything's like i always 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 provide people the opportunity to come in with me on a journey like mm-hmm. i really believe that that's the most important thing you can do is give people the opportunity to step in when they want to yeah never i don't leave the door closed like if you want to tap in like tap in but mm-hmm. um yeah, just like continue give people the opportunity to come on your journey because, like I said, like it takes sometimes somebody else to fuck with something before they fuck with it. But it Very as true. long, but like you said, what did you say? That was like so fucking fire. It was um, like stay busy. Oh what was it? yeah. Can you say it again? If you're if you're busier, then you won't notice when people aren't supporting you or Straight not up. tapping you with what you're doing. Straight up. Literally, and it's it's true. Like it's like I told you off air. Like when when the person said that to me at the time, I, I kind of took it offensively because I was like, "No, I want you to support me. Support me. You're yeah. my friend. Support me." But think about it. It's like you really don't give a fuck when when people are liking stuff or reposting stuff if you're just constantly doing different things. Mm-hmm. Like, and your friends aren't always your audience either. Yeah. That's a really big yeah. lesson to learn. Is like your friends yeah. are not the person that you're pushing the content Absolutely. to. They'll support you because it's you, but they might not get it the way that your audience of photography or music critique actually who like really mm-hmm. value that stuff so, absolutely and i yeah. I value my friends i think i like kind of grazed it i think that was five four and a half four and a half okay <laughs> uh, i really value all of my friends opinions so yeah. much they're like the first people i go to but then i have to also think about it. okay tomato like why are you doing this like let's mm-hmm. think like let's no opinions yeah. let's be logistic here let's look at the facts all that stuff so mm-hmm. i'm learning on, on really taking those to heart as well yeah. um not just the opinions because mm. sometimes like <laughs> i get in my head and all that stuff and mm. i really want everybody to be everyone five and a half <laughs> i wasn't even the mic you see now because this is gonna because now i'm like in my like now i'm in my like uh yeah, you know yeah, i'm in my like shit. exactly yeah. i'm so yeah um but yeah it's just like um yeah it's continuing yeah. to show proof of concept and have the work speak for itself mm. So three hundred, y'all been y'all been eating, y'all. You've very very talented roster, mm-hmm. um, you know. And there's this narrative, not necessarily a narrative that I agree with, but a lot of these like music Twitter or all these music experts, labels are bad, labels suck, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. What's the biggest misconception that you've learned the truth about in in working at a label? Mm-hmm. Well. 300 is the only label that I have ever worked at. Mm-hmm. So it is the only perspective that I have. Of course. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions would be, I think the article that we spoke about touched it so well. Mm-hmm. It's like the artists truly have so much agency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is it? The, the closed mouths don't get fed? Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really it. Like, like there is a team, like the labels, they, 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 when everybody's on the same page mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah that's really it like mm-hmm. um yeah mark mark what would you tell 16 year old tomorrow after you know with all this knowledge that you have all the experiences that you had all the success mm-hmm. what would you tell 16 year old tomorrow where was she in 16 <laughs> um 
<laughs> what would I tell 16-year-old Tamara? I would tell her just don't stop. Literally uh-huh. just like it's okay. Like I remember when I was 16, I was um, – I was I was just like a nerdy fucking kid in high school. Like I was listening. I remember I was listening to. Um, I would sit in the library with my friend Nika, mm-hmm. and at the time, like we would listen to music on V Contact, which is like this Russian Facebook equivalent or whatever. Yeah. And she put me onto so much shit, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It was shit that I've never heard of. I didn't even mm. know music could sound like that. It was just like weird, like Witch House, and at the mm. time, like Crystal Castles type shit. And that's really like the formative shit. Like that's why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. I think like Salem and all that weird shit. Mm. But what I would tell her is like, it does not fucking matter what other people think. I don't know. Mm. I would just. Fuck. I really feel like sixteen-year-old Tamara is the same Tamara now, just mm. like. Now I'm I'm a little louder. I speak more. <laughs> yeah. And I would just tell her that um I don't know. I feel like we're the same person still. Like I don't really have to give her a heads up. I just got to let her know to never stop. Okay. Simple as that. I like that. Who is one woman that you that inspires you, that supported you, that's been a mentor that you would like to highlight for the listeners? <sighs> Not just one. There's just way too many. Feels multiple. Every single woman at 300 mm-hmm. who has, you know, helped me and mentored me. Like, I I would not be here without the incredible, incredible women at 300 mm. who have really, like, pushed me. Continue. Don't stop pushing me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, of course, my mother and my mm-hmm. sister. Uh, man, there's just really not a single. I can't. I don't necessarily. I don't have, like, a mentor, per se. I don't mm-hmm. have, like, one person but Mm. every single one of my friends every single woman that i know is just fucking incredible i swear Mm. to god like if we are if you are a woman and i know you like you are amazing like (laughs) every single woman that this is probably not the answer but i I can't just name one it's really just like an accumulation of every single person that i have met throughout my life and that's just like why i'm the way i am like yeah i i can't I can't give one woman. If I had to choose one would have to be my like my mom like she's the one she's like tamara (laughs) she's the one she would tell me like uh you know, you sleep and wake up and you sleep and wake up and you sleep and wake up and it's going to be okay. And she would never like tell when or how many sleep and wake ups, but mm. um, that's like the one thing I knew at the end of the day and she never mm. let me forget that. So thank you to mom and all the amazing women. Shout out to you, mom. Is she, do, you, do you think she's going to watch this? I, I think so. when I send I when, so. I, when, I, when I send it to her, she will. When I send it to her, she will. Awesome, She's awesome. my biggest supporter. She's amazing. Love that. Love that. Good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you again for coming through the show, for giving us your perspective. Like, if there's anything you all took from this interview, this woman was hungry and she got to it. And look at what she's doing now. Three hundred after dark room. I'm sure there's more greatness coming too. Speaking on panels, TikTok recipes. <laughs> we didn't even get to get into the TikTok recipes. <laughs> you can follow her on TikTok Please to see everything that she is doing there. The amazing fits. You are you're 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 flexing on me heavy right now. I'm not Dude, gonna lie. this is something light. This it's is something light. light. This is something <laughs> light. Casual. This is something it's light. Just Saturday vibes. <laughs> just Saturday vibes. So uh, we're of course going to provide all of her social media for you all, so you can make sure to tap in with her. Be nice, fellas. Remember, she said. Hey, uh, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous. It's not going to work. So maybe be more creative or maybe try a new approach. Um, But, of course, this is the boy Armand with the homegirl, Tamara May. Uh, Make sure that you also tap into Sip Hot Tea. Go to SipHotTea.com. Use promo code BUSY for 15% off your first purchase. Tune into all busy sessions, all previous episodes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We staying bad and busy for Women's History Month on Stay Busy with Armand Sather. So we want you to stay safe, stay humble. And of course, stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. 
Taking time, getting right if you miss me Man, I've been out in the world staying busy. Yeah.